Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Jumping on in to another Growing in Grace podcast. Hey, we've got this thing going on here at growingingrace.org. I'm Joel Brzezinski and Mike Kapler's with me, of course, uh, doing this weekly podcast again at growingingrace.org. Feel free to connect with us on uh, Facebook at uh, growing in, at, uh, at, uh, <laughs> at facebook.com slash graceroots. Just look for graceroots there. YouTube.com slash graceroots. I am at graceroots on Twitter, and uh, we uh, look forward to hearing from you as well. We love receiving emails. Uh, we've had uh, some pretty neat ones lately, uh, some comments on YouTube and some emails. Somebody uh, a few weeks ago said that she was on her I think she said her fourth or fifth time around listening to our podcasts, which is pretty amazing to me. Um, that's a lot of minutes of listening to the Growing in Grace podcast, but it's uh, I, I believe, and you believe too, Kappa, that what we're saying here, the things that we talk about here are freedom for people. That's why we do it. Uh, it, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. I've had this verse taped onto my monitor for many, many years when I uh, buy new computer monitors. I just take it off there and put it on again. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by yoke of slavery. That's Galatians 5.1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And so we want you to experience and to know that freedom for which Christ has set you free. That's what the grace of God is all about. Well, we're glad you're along with us. You know, we've been talking about uh, the righteousness of God and how it has been gifted to us apart from works. And uh, again, we, we kind of stressed how this was such an, an important mainline foundational really teaching about the new covenant. It's a big deal because you, you can go into a lot of churches today and ask for a show of hands, how many are righteous in this place? And uh, people will usually not raise their hand because they don't consider themselves righteous. Why? They're identifying themselves through their behavior, through their works. They, they think somehow it, it elevates them to be like God. Well, here's the good news. We, we have become like God. I'm not saying we're gods. I'm just saying we become like God through the life that he has gifted to us. Um, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. We are identified as holy, righteous, and sanctified. We've been justified. We're forgiven. I mean, we're this is what's been provided to us through the finished work of Jesus Christ. So that's that's the beautiful thing. I hope uh, that, that bell you heard in the background was my dog shaking, <laughs> if you happen to pick that up. I don't know, Joel. <laughs> well, yeah, you're not supposed to bring your dog into the studio. Didn't you know that? The Growing in Grace studio. Um, so uh, one thing that seemed to really ruffle the feathers of Jesus during his ministry was self-righteous people. And he, he would he would go after the Pharisees for it because they played the hypocrite. They, they acted one thing and then they put on another face. Some people thought they were just the pinnacle of, of righteousness under the law, but Jesus saw through them. So this, this thing of self-righteousness, unfortunately, I see it constantly today. Now, are people today in churches or in Christian circles, are, are, are they running around 
trying to keep the Mosaic law in its fullness? No, but they'll probably take portions of it and try to apply it to a certain doctrine. The problem with that is you, you can't take portions of the Mosaic law that Israel was under and apply it to a new covenant. The entire law had to be kept together. God said nothing will be added to it and nothing will be taken away from it. And we know really nobody today is able, and nobody even back then was able to keep up with that. So what we've got today is a modernized version of of the law of works, um, Mm -hmm. where people kind of develop their own standard. I sometimes would set, before I came into a better understanding of grace, Joel, I would kind of even even set my own standard that I would try to live up to. I couldn't even live up to my own standard, let alone the standard that others thought I should be living up to. So whenever you've got somebody talking about what we should be doing or what we should not be doing, really, that's just a form of of self-righteousness developing. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And we talked about this last week, how the Israelites, they were... They were pursuing righteousness. They were trying to be righteous by what they did, by the works of the law, and yet they had missed it. So even they, who were actually trying to follow God's law, weren't attaining to it, weren't attaining to righteousness. And so now here in the church these days, we get all these rules, and I'm this. I was the same way. I had come up. I had come up with my own rules, my own sense of. This is how I know if I'm righteous or not, my own standard of living, and and I would kind of put that on other people as well, and if they weren't living up to it, and it was just either either way, it's self-righteousness, because the only way that we can actually be righteous is by the gift. It's the gift of God. Even under the law, you know, Paul had said that under the law, only the doers of the law are righteous. Only the doers of the law can be justified. And so under that standard, you have to do it. You have to follow the whole thing or you're not righteous. And that is righteousness by the law. And and like you were saying, we've got this modernized version of it. We got righteousness according to whatever standard that we put up for ourselves or for other people. But here's the thing, but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God. This is Galatians 3. Uh, For the just shall live by faith, yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. But I think that's where Paul got his idea, that the understanding that only the doers of the law are justified, because he's quoting from the Old Covenant there, the man who does them shall live by them. goes along with what James said as well, that if you follow the whole law but stumble in just one point, you're guilty of it all. So there's mm-hmm. the thing. If you're going to be righteous according to what you do, you got to do it perfectly. And how do you know when you've arrived? How do you know? If you're, if you're trying to attain righteousness by what you do, how do you know? But the good news is that you you mentioned the word identity in regards to our behavior. And like you were saying, our identity is not is not according to our behavior. We don't get our identity from our behavior. It's the gift of God. So you've got two things that are contrasted here. You've got pursuing righteousness by what you do, and you've got receiving righteousness by the gift of God. Those are the two ways that you could be righteous, and the first way doesn't work. <laughs> and in Romans 9, Paul even said, and here's the thing, Gentiles, people who weren't Jews, who didn't have the law, they weren't even pursuing righteousness. They were just 
far off, way out there, you know, being aliens and, and strangers to the law and everything. They weren't even pursuing this. And Paul says, but they have attained it, <laughs> even the righteousness of faith. So when they believe, they become righteous. But Israel, pursuing the law of righteousness, has not attained to the law of righteousness because they did not seek it by faith, but as it were, by the works of the law. See this, this contrast here. The law is not of faith. Righteousness is a gift that we receive by grace through faith, not by what we do. There, therein lies the problem. I mean, because people have these different lists, these different rules, these different concepts, these different mindsets on, on what they think the Christian life is supposed to be. Well, you, you shouldn't swear. Uh, well, you, you should give more. Well, you should. Yeah, I mean, you know, we. I, I don't want to waste time here just listing all the do's and don'ts because <laughs> it's it's going to vary mm-hmm. from sect to sect in in Christian circles. But there's a, a wide variety of them out there. And wouldn't it be better for us to begin to trust in the life of God within us, the righteousness that's been gifted to us, the Holy Spirit? who dwells in us. How about that one? Mm. We kind of forget about him sometimes, don't we? Uh, It's a whole lot better living by the ministry of the Spirit than it is any kind of written rules, whether they were on stone or, you know, with ink and paper. It doesn't matter. The rules don't work. So it's better to trust the life within and what we've been already gifted with in this new identity we have in Christ. Uh, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law, mosaic or modern. That's uh, looking at Galatians 5, uh, 22 and 23. So, yeah, and how does this happen? But you may, before I get to that, but you made a good point, Joel, and, and that is that how, how do you know that if you're if if you think it's dependent upon you at least to some degree how do you know when you've arrived to being righteous to being considered holy to being sanctified or forgiven how do you know for sure and there's a lot of people today in christianity who sit around wondering am, am i really clean am, am i really forgiven am i have i crossed a line uh, you know what does god really think of me well, see, if, if you're going to go back into behavior and works again and thinking that it's somehow up to you to attain those things I just mentioned, you're going to be sitting around wondering where you really stand. And it shouldn't be that way. That doesn't bring peace. <laughs> you know, now that we're justified by faith, we have peace with God. And faith is not a work. We'll get into that, if not today, on, on, on the next program. But So how do you think you're going to get there? Um, you're, you're not. You're, you're not going to get there on your own. You've already arrived through the finished work of Jesus Christ. Let me pull up, uh, as long as I already brought it up, Acts 13. Paul was laying out the case for Jesus here, and he says, let it be known, and he's talking to Jewish people here, let it be known to you, therefore, brothers, that through this man, Jesus, Forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Now, that was a big deal. These were people who were offering one sacrifice after the other when it came to animals and blood sacrifices. And, you know, this forgiveness thing, trying to keep the faucet turned on, it was it was a continual thing. It was ongoing. This man, through him, forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. And by him, everyone who is free, everyone who believes 
is freed from everything from which you could not be freed by the law of Moses. So this thing that we call righteousness, this gift of life that's been given to us through Jesus Christ, it all came to us as a gift. The only thing now is for us to receive it by believing. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I'll end here with one of my favorite passages of Scripture, and it's what Paul wrote to Titus. Uh, he says, uh, again, you know, speaking of this, this gift and how it's not of works, but when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us not because of righteous things we had done. Can't emphasize that enough. Not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, again, not by our works, uh, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. So this justification, this righteousness that we have is only received as a gift by God's grace through faith. And indeed, we'll talk about that, that faith as we move on with you know talking about God's righteousness and how we've received it by God's grace through faith. We'll talk about that next week right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.